and welcome to A Chronic Glow Show. I'm Amy and I'm a mindset coach for chronic illness warriors who want to unleash their potential and take back control of their life. In this podcast, you will learn how to create a life you love and deserve all while living with your chronic illness. So grab a cup of tea and let's dive straight in. Hi everyone, we have got such an exciting episode ahead of us today. We've got Sophie Ward joining us, who is a chronic illness and travel and lifestyle blogger, and she's just absolutely amazing. So yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Of course. So my name is Sophie Ward, as Amy kindly introduced me. I do a lot of travel and I book a lot of travel myself. It's just because it's my passion and with chronic illness we can feel very isolated so I wanted to help people like get out and see the world I also use my blog as sort of to share my personal journey as well as my podcast chronic but iconic I like to talk about you know important topics that affect us across the board when it comes to chronic illness like self-development self-love relationships all that jazz Um, and then yeah I use my Instagram as just kind of a place of positivity and a bit mm. of a hub of Sophie. So it's a bit of everything, travel, lifestyle, yeah. lifestyle, food, all of that. I love um, that. I just like share it. Yeah, I just, sometimes you can get so consumed with like either it being too positive or being upset about sharing too much of yourself yeah. and like being so raw and honest about chronic illness. But I like to try and show a journey. Yeah. As you do as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, important yeah yeah so do you want to tell us a little bit about what chronic illness or illnesses you have when you were diagnosed all of that kind of thing just yeah, to give a bit of background so I I suffer with Lyme disease I was bitten by a tick when I was 14 I'd gone out to Beijing to watch yeah. the Olympics to support my friends because that was my goal to submit London 2012 that was like the ultimate goal mm. and my coach said go out there support your friends see um, the atmosphere and soak it up and see what goes on so I did but then obviously traveling all the way to Beijing my dad was like right we're going to do some sightseeing while we're there yeah of course and uh, we went to the panda sanctuary was hugging the panda oh. a picture and I thought I was fine but I came away and I started with a fever and I just thought it was the food because mm. within the the Olympic complex itself, it was just McDonald's basically. It's yeah. all Western food. So when you get out into real China, yeah. let me tell you, it's not like Chinese food over <laughs> here. Um, it's completely different. So I thought I was just getting ill off the food. Yeah, of course. Well, that's so, natural, isn't it? You always have a bit of a funny tummy yeah. when you go go away to places, don't you? Exactly. So, you know, I called the doctor out. They gave me two days worth of antibiotics and I felt fine. Mm. It was only when I sort of was reaching 18 and my my health just decreased like dramatically. Mm. I started losing weight, getting intolerances all the time, picking up infections, migraines, all of that jazz. It was getting to the point that I couldn't go out with my friends and things because I just didn't have the energy. Mm. And I just didn't know what was going on. No doctors could sort of put a finger on what was going on. They just thought I was depressed because I had given up my swimming career, basically. Mm. And they didn't fully understand. So it was a long, long road. And I didn't get diagnosed until I was 23. My goodness, that's such a long time to be suffering without any diagnosis. 
Yeah, and, you know, I was rock, rock bottom. Mm. I moved out of my family home because I couldn't explain to my family what was going on with me. I didn't know what to say, so I thought if I removed myself, I could isolate myself in my house and not see anybody, not talk to anybody, but when I was out in the world, try and act like the old Sophie that they remembered, even though I felt like I was losing myself. Mm. And really looking back, it was probably the worst thing I could have done because I put myself in such a toxic environment and probably like fed that depression because I literally going out I wasn't seeing anybody you become very much like insular and just your bubble and you just can't see past anything but Mm -hmm. your four walls and it's it's really then difficult to get out of that isn't it yeah I mean obviously you have to food shop yeah (laughs) and I had to go to work but there were some days where I wasn't at work and I I wouldn't go out for like three days and Mm. it would come to going to work going to do the food shop and I'd be going down to the front door and like locking it, unlocking it, locking it, unlocking it because I just couldn't bring myself to actually to go outside. Yeah, it's I've been there. Great. I do understand that. It's really, really... And it's, and you don't realise just how bad it is at the time when, when you're in that yeah. situation. You don't actually realise just how bad it's got and it's when you come out of it and you're looking back on it, you realise how sort yeah. of how bad and how how you just can't you just can't comprehend doing anything and it just you're so one dimensional and that that's all you can think about is is just you in the flat or in the house alone and looking back you're like oh my goodness yeah and that was kind of where sort of travel came in because I was always very passionate about travel and kind of before I got ill but in 2014, my mum and dad were going on a business trip to America and they were like, please come with us um, oh, just yeah. to get out of the house, basically, because yeah. I think my would see me spiralling. So I was like, oh, not too not sure. sure. It was a bit So it's a big not... step, isn't it? Yeah, it, I was, it was like three weeks. I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I haven't been around my parents for like two years at this point, you oh, know, like goodness. all the time. But I thought, I've got to go, I've got to give it a go. And... You know, that was very, very eye-opening to me Mm. because I started, you know, speaking to new people, seeing different cultures, seeing how people lived with different problems in their life and got on with it and and rebuilt and bounced back. Yeah. And I I learned so much. And then that for me was just like, I need to get out into the world. I need to speak to people. I need to learn more. I need to see different cultures, not be stuck in, like, the bubble. Yeah. And not really living that's it it's it's definitely what you said there rebuilding coming back from something so negative is so so important and I mean that's kind of what my whole thing is all about it's it's not letting it get on top of you and absolutely everyone has those days weeks months where you just feel like you cannot move forward but you can and and I think you're a perfect example of being able to do that I mean so many people oh, with you. chronic illnesses travel is just like no I can't do travel can't like it's yeah. just an absolute no-go and you've set up like a full travel business which I just think is incredible um because and and the fact that you do it with a chronic illness and then you inspire others and give people tips and advice on how to travel with chronic illness I think is just amazing so do you want to talk, tell us a little bit about that yeah so basically um sort of about 18 months ago, 
obviously my health is declining mm. um it's it's heartbreaking to hear and know but like obviously my organs are struggling I, I don't tolerate antibiotics because my body is too weak now so everything has to be herbal everything yeah. has to be natural and I can take supplements all year round for my immune system to boost it but nothing helps like the sun yeah so my mum was like we need to get the winter sun because I rapidly decline it comes yeah. to October October just... to February the worst yeah yeah so um I kind of just like right I need to do something that you know I'm going to be able to earn from but I can travel a bit more yeah you know get meals in and help my health along the way yeah and also well that helps your mental health as well if you know when traveling yeah. helps just bring you with your mental health it, it's a win-win isn't it 100 percent, 100 percent, and I, I always feel better when I'm out in Spain just being able to walk by the beach yeah. I mean you do a lot of that and you know gratitude and all of that um and which is really, really important for not just emotional health, but physical health yeah, as well. Definitely. And again, it's like when you're at home here in England, you're stuck between four walls because yeah. it's always rainy, it's always cloudy. You don't really get out to do exercise. And just that 20 minute walk yeah. along the beach, you know, having a cup of coffee with the sun, it doesn't yeah. have to be like hot sun. But it, it just sets your day yeah. off. And it's a change of scenery as, as well. I, when I go home to my parents, that's in Northumberland. And, you know, we live in the middle of the countryside. I oh, want to go out beautiful. for a walk because it's beautiful. Yes. When I'm living in the city centre, nothing inspires me to go out for a walk. Yeah. Like, it's not beautiful. It's just the city. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not interested in it. And so I don't do it. So when you're on holiday you do find yourself just oh I'll just go for a quick walk down here or I'll go for 20 minutes here and just getting outside and having that change of scenery is is so important for physical and mental health isn't it yeah and obviously like when you're traveling there's so much to explore yeah so I think like it it gives you that buzz of excitement Mm. that oh my god like I'm doing this this and this today yeah whereas when we're at home like with chronic illness it's like I've got another to today. Yeah. Um, what, I need a coffee. Like, what have I got to live for? Do you know, we get into yeah. that spiral. It's a really bad spiral. So I think, again, that helps because Definitely. there's some form of, like, routine or some, like, excitement yeah. to get ourselves excited. You almost get, like, a new lease of life when you're on holiday because you just yeah. want to make the most of it, don't you? And you're yeah, kind of like, I'll worry about a crash when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> well, you feel, you feel on top of the world because you feel like you're living. So yeah. you feel like you're seeing your illness because you're yeah. like you know through you like i'm doing this i'm doing yeah. that i'm seeing friends i'm spending time with my boyfriend that's exactly it, it. yeah and it's so important like you, said, you don't really mind the crash because you're just like actually well i've gained this memory that's I it went to this location that's... i've knocked this my bucket yeah. list and I, because I always, anytime I go on holiday, I always make sure I have like a good week, two weeks afterwards where I can just like yeah. zonk out. And I'm like, realistically, yeah. it doesn't matter if I don't leave the house. It doesn't matter if I don't do anything yeah. because I've had these amazing memories that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. So it's, it's you know, it works out in the end, doesn't it? 100%. And yeah, that was kind of my motivation to get into this. And I was like, I'm going to have to train. I'm going to do mm. the training. And then I'm gonna try and inspire people to yeah. live because we all deserve happiness. As you promote as well, um, finding a balance in life. Yeah. Not you know, it's it's awful what our illness does to us. 
there's no magic cure we can't just sleep it off mm. and that's that's soul destroying it does get us down but we've got to remember that you know we are our own magic we are our own superheroes yeah. we do get up we do rise just like the sun we rise every day and, and we deserve happiness as yeah. much as we would tell our best friend that's it we would tell go out and live and do this that and the other so why aren't we yeah exactly i think it's so important that sort of do what you would tell your best friend to do or say to yourself what you'd say to your best friend and I always sort of think you know would I be telling my best friend this no so why am I telling myself this you almost need to treat yourself like you are your best friend like treat your body and your mind like it is your best friend because that's that's where the kindness comes from and that's where you're going to be able to rise up and overcome Whereas if you're being completely negative and always saying, I can't do this and I can't do that and this won't work and da 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 da, da that's not, you wouldn't say that to your best friend. And, no. and it, it's that mindset of, of trying to overcome, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's something that I really struggle with and, and probably most people do. That little voice I, in your head, isn't it? Yes. We are the cruelest bully to ourselves. Definitely. And I'm, I'm just so bad, like, I could sit with you, like, over a coffee and I'd be like, go Amy, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing amazing, you're, you know, you're yeah. yeah, go girl, you're rocking life. And then I'd come home and be like, so if you worry, why can't you do that? And you failed today because you yeah. didn't do this, that. And it's just like, but I wouldn't say yeah. that to my best friend, like, it's okay, you've had a bad day, relax, chill out. Yeah. you deserve to have a rest like don't feel guilty the guilt is the worst isn't it it i i find the guilt is so bad like if i get up and by 12 o'clock i'm crashing i all of a sudden i feel guilty because i haven't been able to do my emails or i haven't been able to do this or if i cancel someone like all of a sudden all this guilt comes whereas if it was my best friend i would be saying well, don't feel guilty. It's your body way of telling you that you need a rest. So take the hint and rest. Take the afternoon yeah. off. Cancel the plans. I don't mind. Da, 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 da. And it, it's it's how you talk to yourself that ends up affecting your mental health so, so much. And just changing that and being kind to yourself is so important. But we're all guilty of it. 100%. And I try and think of it as you know, you're getting on the train mm. and you always hate going to the train station with <laughs> loads of baggage and you worry about getting on the train with like lifting it all up. And I just think, leave the baggage at the yeah. station, go on the train and explore. And get yeah, and I love that. And just live life. Yeah, I love Rather that. Than, like, kind of, you know, lift the bags up and get off at this station and take the yeah. bags with you. Like, just let it all go. Just let it all yeah. go. I think it's, it's and especially um, with people with chronic illnesses, I feel like it's magnified. I think all of a yeah. sudden, because of all the things you have to cancel and miss out on and let people yeah. down, all the things that you've not been able to do that you've wanted to do or goals and plans that you haven't been able to do, and it just eats away at you and eats away at you until you get that to a point sense. where you just feel like you cannot go on. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you start speaking kindly to yourself and being um accepting of your illness but not letting it take over as soon as you start taking control of that the better you're going to feel going forward and yeah. um, it's just so important to 
not let that little bully in your head take over because that's what it is yeah and I, I like you're really really correct with all of that and I think the hardest thing is as well we look at our friends who often don't have a chronic yeah. illness and we see them you know going through society's kind of path of life yeah. you know having a partner getting married like a career that's booming doing amazing get their own house independence traveling all of that and we want to be like them because mm, we feel like, you know, we grew up with them at school, we did this, we did that. Why aren't we the same as them? Yeah. And we put ourselves in a box. And again, I think that adds to the self-blame yeah. because... It's the comparison, it, isn't it? going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've learned I learned a long time ago and I still do it now, even though I know what I'm doing. I learned a long time ago that comparing myself to um a friend or a peer who is maybe the same age and same same sort of stage in life I cannot compare because the sort of personal background to our lives is completely different I've got two chronic illnesses they might not have any you know there's and you all of a sudden that is a barrier and you can't compare yeah. that. It's not an even playing field. And you've got to be proud of your own achievements and what you've managed to do in spite of your chronic illnesses rather than comparing and saying, well, if I didn't have my chronic illness, then I would have been here. But because I've got my chronic illness, I'm only here. That that doesn't, that's not healthy. You yeah. can't, you've got to just think of all the things that you have been able to do and not worry about what anybody else is doing and how far they are with their life. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's really, really important. That That's something that I'm working on because I don't really, I kind of downplay everything that yeah. I've done. But I just kind of brush over it. Definitely. And I think that stems, I think that stems back from my swimming career as well, because whenever you like won a medal or you did a personal best, it was like right onto the next. Yeah no time to celebrate it's like right we're gonna to have to up the training now because you've done this yeah so you're gonna go on this camp and you're gonna yeah. reach this goal and that's constantly right working now. on getting better rather yeah. than being proud of what you've just managed to do in the present moment yeah, yeah. and i think like my mom's like sometimes she sits with me and she's like sophie shut up <laughs> you know you this that and the other like just let's just take it all in yeah. right now and, and be I'm proud like, of yourself yeah and I just forget it and I just it is easy to forget um and it's easy to sort of downplay big achievements and say oh yes, yes. but that person got that as well or that person did yeah. that or and yeah but it doesn't matter about that person you've done it you've worked hard you've got that achievement and you had this this and this to deal with as well so just that just shows how strong you are as a person to have been able yeah. to do that and to be able to have that achievement so yeah let's celebrate that let's be proud and it, you it, you're allowed to be proud of your own achievements I think it's I there's this like there's yeah. this mindset that you can't be proud of your own achievements or you're you're just arrogant if you're proud but yeah. there's nothing wrong with that there is know, nothing like, wrong with I, I think that again that's something that I struggle with I hate like feeling like I'm being arrogant mm. and like bigging myself up and I also sometimes self-care I'm like oh it's a bit selfish to do things yeah it's not vital it's key yeah absolutely even if you don't call it self-care because sometimes my mum's a bit like oh you and your self-care 
Um, but I'm like, yeah, but you do it. You just don't call it yeah. self-care. Like you still have like maybe on a Friday evening, you go and have a bath and have a glass of wine and read your book. Really that is nice. self, that is self-care. Yeah. You just don't put a name on it. And I think our generation, we do put a bit more of a name on it. And especially when I'm, you know, when we're on Instagram and, and our blogs and everything, and you, you do put a name on it because that's what we talk about. But everybody's self-care is different and everybody does it. Even, you know, my granddad will do self-care. He just doesn't realise that it's called self-care. <laughs> Every single person does it. But it's making sure that you're giving yourself time to do it and you are, you know, it's investing in yourself, not financially, but with time and emotionally yeah. investing in yourself and giving you the space to um, just relax and to reconnect with yourself. It is so important. And yeah, I definitely feel the selfish thing. And you're like, yeah, oh, I, I don't want to go out for a meal because I actually just want yeah. like a bit of time to yourself and you feel guilty and you're like, no, I need this. Like, yeah, and I think it also makes, it puts things into perspective in the mm. sense that we're quite focused on thinking that happiness comes from money yeah. or put our happiness in the hands of other people yeah. when we have to understand that happiness comes from within mm -hmm. and that stems from self-care and it's the free gifts in life actually and the most rewarding and having friends having like I know we don't really have a good level of health <laughs> but like they say health is wealth it, it's not necessarily what you've got in your bank account you know yeah Everybody can find happiness from different sources and it's yeah. it's recognising where you as an, individual, as an individual find your happiness. For me, it's sitting down with a pizza in front of the telly with my fiancé. Oh, for with, with, with somebody else, it might be getting a 5k yeah. month um, for their business or somebody else, it might be, you know, happiness comes from different things and yes. each person is different and so this you know you've got to take control and think okay what makes me happy and then do more of that yeah 100% so agree. going back to the traveling thing what are your top tips for traveling with a chronic illness what what would you say if you know chronic illness warriors going traveling to Spain say what would you be telling them to do um, I would tell them to look into the sunflower scheme. I know a lot of the airports now do it, where you can, um, obviously when you check in, you get like a little lanyard with the sunflower on. Staff are trained to know that you've got an invisible illness, you may need help. So you may not be able to stand in queues for a long time, so they might be able to fast track you. I know that Manchester also have their own sunflower lounge. Wow. So that means that you can be away from everybody else. That's such because, a good idea. Well, it is because I don't know if you're the same, but if I'm around a busy atmosphere, that drains me. Yeah, that's absolutely. Me. Yeah. Especially exactly. if when you've been standing in queues and you, oh, I always gosh. feel so stressed in airports because you're sitting and sometimes you have to check in so early. You've got like two hours to hang around yeah. and you're there like, oh my God, I just you just feel stressed, don't you? Yes, 100%. So that's definitely like one. You can book assistance if you need a wheelchair. It's free of charge. You just ring up the airline um, and just tell them that you need assistance and they will get a wheelchair for you. They will also like fast track you through yeah. security and that. Um, obviously now because of COVID, 
they are doing it where you can book a 15 minute slot for security yeah that is, i think they should keep that <laughs> i think they should keep that that is such a good idea I, security is the one thing that stresses me out oh, i know i hate it so i think that's a really really good idea if they don't have a sunflower lounge i do recommend booking a lounge mm. it is about sort of 25 pounds per person but you get all your like food and drink and you can go in three hours before you fly yeah so if you thought like if you were buying like a coffee a sandwich crisps magazines all of that without within the airport you'd probably spend that probably you would yeah and you can get it in a lounge you're away from the hustle and bustle yeah and you can just be in a more chill environment yeah that's such so a I good idea really, yeah um, you can also purchase fast track if you don't need assistance. It's about twelve to fifteen pounds depending on when you travel. Yeah. And um, so that gets you through security really fast and all of that jazz and you, you get priority boarding and, and that yeah. as well. So really, really it's all these little things just to relieve the stress and the anxiety Wonderful. with with travel. Yeah. Um and also like I would recommend if you are travelling really, really early because getting up at like silly o'clock <laughs> is just another level you know when you've got medication the night before and oh all that. yeah so i think booking a hotel a lot of the hotels do give you free parking as well so mm. what you pay for parking at like 74 pounds for a week you can basically get a night with breakfast and a free shuttle over to the airport brilliant the night before. yeah that's so, so good i would recommend that a hundred percent so yeah i think those are like the airport tips i would say and then for sort of like when you're abroad i think researching restaurants researching where mm. your supermarket is so that when you get there you know yeah. the little bits and bits that yeah. you can quickly access like a pharmacy if you need it quickly get your essentials from the supermarket you've got a restaurant that's close by because if you're arriving late you might just want to just yeah you know quickly hour get changed go out so I think that's really really important um and then like when you first get there it's kind of just finding out taxi companies yeah you know what you need like walking distances and things like that so I think those making sure you've got all the information there so that when you arrive you don't feel suddenly yes. out of your depth and overwhelmed by everything because it can be quite overwhelming turning up in a new country that you've never been before and thinking oh my god I don't know where this is and I don't know how to do this and I don't know yes. how to get hold of this person and having all of that planned before you go is just so so yeah. important and obviously if you are going kind of somewhere tropical you need to make sure that you've got all the vaccines well in yeah. advance um, and that you're sorted there if you're going to America, you need like your boarding, your um, Esther, and all of that ready so that you're not sort of yeah. waiting. Suddenly. Yeah. And now, obviously, with COVID, um, governments are making sure that you fill out a form. Now, they are giving them out at border control, but obviously, you're going to be waiting in a queue if you do it. You can um, pre sort of print them out yeah. and do them. Or you go um, offline off Gulf UK, so that's a good idea. And obviously, just check where you're traveling to, what the um, sort of new kind of COVID I know. Uh, regulations are before because it's changing all the time. That's what's yeah, really that's it. Well, countries are being added nearly every week to the, the big oh. list, aren't they? Um, yes. so it's really important. 
important for that. My my, I'm getting married this weekend, so by the time this podcast comes out, I will be married. I'll be married woman. But my brother oh, lives in the Netherlands, um, and they've added the Netherlands onto the big list, so he can no longer come. Yeah. But, and actually the airline um cancelled his flight because he was coming Thursday to Tuesday or something like that. And they just cancelled his flight because that he wasn't going for long enough to be able to do the two weeks quarantine. And he's got work, so he'd have to do two weeks quarantine when he got to the UK. Then another two weeks when he got back to the Netherlands. That's then a month where he can't work. He's, he, he was like, I just can't, I can't do it. So, yeah, COVID is destroying everything, <laughs> but never mind. I know, and I, I think from a, a personal like level at the moment, I don't really want to book anybody's travel no. until I've travelled myself. I know it's fully safe. All countries are more or less open. Yeah. And that's the same, because obviously I, like, I specialise in cruises as well, just yeah. because you are so catered for i would love to go on a cruise i feel like maybe angus and i need to come and have a chat with you for our honeymoon it's amazing (laughs) i mean they cater for intolerances you can get special um rooms if you've got like obviously a wheelchair that um, yeah wider and that for you and you can see a number of places on one trip that is really good yeah yeah Again, you're not carrying luggage, you're not going by train, you're not getting on planes yeah. or car. You're in one you're place. On and... Yeah, and you've got everything. It's just like a floating world. Um, oh, I love so, that. So, so would um, you say cruises are sort of like your favourite like go-to holidays then? Yeah, I mean, until kind of probably last year really because, again, my health was declining. I just thought I, I'm not well enough to go mm. away. Every trip was getting harder to mm. do. Um, like land trips so I was just like I don't know if I can do it um, again it was a family holiday when was like come along we don't want to like leave you yeah so I went and you know what you go to a restaurant down the road who can like cater for 30 people and they can't like do anything for you yeah. at in. You go to on a cruise line that's got like four thousand people on there, and you know the head chef came over. He was oh, really? like, "What do you like? Not like they wrote out a whole menu oh, in my just goodness. that minutes for the whole week. Wow, and with different things." And I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and it just re- instantly thing. relaxes you and relieves any stress or anxiety that you've got around that because yeah. food is a massive thing when you go away like do you know what I mean like you want to go and enjoy your food like the idea of going on holiday and knowing that food is just going to be such a stress puts me off yeah whereas if you know that like actually I'm sorted I can still enjoy everything yes and not then suffer the consequences if I've eaten the wrong food or anything Mm -hmm. oh that's so good a big big thing for me because uh, again for the, my family as well because my mum would always get so stressed out because yeah she'd go, we've ordered this why can't you do it <laughs> and she gets really annoyed in restaurants so they were able to enjoy the holiday as well yeah. because they knew that they they're not having to, to worry on your behalf either yeah and even if like we were off on a tour for the day and maybe we weren't able to get lunch i was able to come back on the ship and have like a late lunch yeah um, be able to access food again so That's it wasn't really like good. oh my gosh Sophie's missed lunch and um, she hasn't eaten since breakfast you know this isn't good this yeah. isn't healthy you've had a good plate oh, at night. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that you've got food on the go all the time the yeah day, so oh that's yeah. brilliant so where are your sort of favorite 
countries or places to go and visit or have like where, where have you been your favorite places that you visited so far hundreds percent america like mm. i love the east coast that, i'm so jealous when I went <laughs> yeah and that was that opened the door for me boston i love because you get the irish vibe with yeah. american laid back vibe so it's fun it's uplifting they're just always so jolly uh, it's amazing there's so much to see and then washington dc dc like i fell in love with because it's also white yeah and we went to new york first and i thought it was gonna be like the movies like you know yeah the dream. but all the buildings are so dark and oh, you can't right. see the sun because they're so high yeah so i felt really really hard like i'm very much a bright and airy person yeah so when i went to dc and everything's you can walk around so many memorials a lot of the museums are free it's all white oh, wow. it's just so like bright and airy you can't have a building that's higher than 36 stories oh, so it's all kind of on one level yeah so and you can see the sky cool. my thing is i like to be able to see the sky yeah and there's just so much to see and i'm such a history buff yeah. anyway so i was just living my dream you know i was sat there like feeling like forrest gump when he looks out over the oh, memorial wow. and living the dream yeah oh that sounds it. amazing so yeah. what is on your travel bucket list then when when things like, start to sort of you oh, know I've in got, like, 10 years <laughs> i feel like i i really need to invest in a private jet <laughs> like win the lottery and get a private jet okay your next um, three places let's limit this <laughs> um i'd love to do dubai yeah um again it's a bit of a tough one because i like places that are very kind of normal and realistic whereas i think that dubai is kind of quite over the top yeah i know what you mean a bit of a smoke screen not really very it's not very realistic and yeah yeah but i think it would be good for my soul because i'd learn a lot i'd be like i don't like that kind of vibe i just need to see it for myself yeah and i Um, think it's a really interesting place to go and visit as well yes. and, you know if you go in with open eyes I, th- I think that would be really really impressive to go and visit it wouldn't it yeah 100% um and then I'd, I'd love to do more of Germany mm. like Munich and, and all that again the history I studied world war one and world yeah. war two also I and I loved Berlin like I fell in love with Berlin oh so I've, I've been to Berlin I really enjoyed it it's so much fun yeah it's I so loved it fun. yeah um and then I, I you know I'd love to do kind of Canada because oh, I think Canada is Canada. Canada. I think I'd love to kind of start off in Canada and like do a whole like road trip. Oh, like, that would be amazing! I'd, I'd live for that. That would be incredible. That's like that's yeah. goals, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just it, there's just so much you can see. You know, we, yeah. we forget like America is so lucky they can literally just hop on a plane and be in a different. And it's a different weather conditions and yeah, I know it's like visiting a different country, isn't it? Like yeah, it's mad. So we'll finish off with my last question. Um, what is awesome. <laughs> what is the biggest life lesson you have learned since becoming ill? Oh my word, this is like a tough yeah, one. it is a tough one. But what what was like the pinnacle? moment that you just thought I needed that lesson I think being a perfectionist Mm. by heart 
um, I said the phrase to my mum the other day and she was like laughing and I was just like, I'm trying to live by being perfectly imperfect. I love that. So just trying to like be a bit kinder to myself, not putting too much pressure on myself, not expecting the world. You know, I'm one of these people that I love to heal the world, but I forget that I'm one person <laughs> and I can only do so much. But as long as I'm waking up and being the best version of myself, then I should be proud. Uh, and that that's all that matters. I you absolutely know, love that. Judge. People are always going to have expectations. And, yeah, they can put a lot of pressure on you. And, and I used to, like, absorb all that and think, mm. oh, my God, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to be this, I need to be that. And you just need to be yourself because you lose yourself. You lose your yeah, identity. Yeah, you do. fog of yeah. trying to people please and I was I'm such a people pleaser I I am I feel you on that so badly (laughs) yeah I know we take again we take on so much weight take on so much guilt you take on so much like everybody else's stress and worries as well I mean I I've got so many people who come to me and we're like oh I'm struggling with this I'm struggling with that and I'm the person, I do want to help, I want to help everybody, I want to be there for everybody, but you, you have to set your own boundaries and, and manage, yeah. manage that stress because it just feeds and eats away at you, doesn't it? And I've also learned that, you know, inner beauty is far more important than yes. outer beauty. Obviously 100%. through this journey, I've lost a lot of weight and that has been, like, it's just so bustering to my body image and I've just, it's so hard to go out in public mm. because people are like, oh my God, you're so skinny now, you're skin and bones. And again, you take those judgments and you're like, oh my God, and you don't want to go out. And I've kind of, I've, I've realised that I've turned it around. So now when I go out, people don't kind of mention my weight because they, they enjoy my company. Like, yeah. also sit next is they actually enjoy me as a person. And that's what's and more important. Yeah, and it's kind of, I'm like, actually, I've taught you a lesson because you were actually quite judgmental towards me on my outer, outer shell and kind of put me in a box of, oh, my God, she's a, you know, a young girl, she should look yeah. like this. And I, I've actually taught you that I can sit down and have, you know, a conversation with you about travel, about business, about yeah. this and that. And you That's know, that, what's that's more what important. I'm, that's more you than what yes. you look like, 100%. Yes. I love both of those. <laughs> Yeah. Love that. So <laughs> I'll let you off because they were both great. <laughs> so if people want to come and say hello and want to see some of your content, where can they find you? Yes. Yeah, so obviously my DMs are all open on Instagram at Sophie Wardy. You know, please give me a message. And yeah, just I hope you enjoy my content. I hope you enjoy this interview and just hopefully I've uplifted you as well and I hope that my content continues to uplift you oh well thank you so much for coming on I'm sure everyone is going to love this oh thank Um, you so much for having me I really appreciate it thank you so much for listening to today's episode of a chronic glow show I really hope you enjoyed the episode and feel much more empowered to take back control say hello to a more positive and healthy mindset and start living your best life with a chronic illness Before you go, I'd be so, so grateful if you could spend just a couple of seconds to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe to my podcast if you haven't already. I really, really appreciate all your support and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.